Welcome to the Digital Dissection Podcast, hosted by Joe Vinipole and myself, Mark Benke. We're two pop culture nerds dedicated to celebrating our favorite properties and talking to the creative minds and personalities that make them great. You might learn something new about pop culture history or rediscover the recent past. Follow us on social media for weekly pop culture content where we're always dissecting. Joe, it's it's always nice when there's no notes in front of me that mm-hmm. I have to worry about pacing and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. do, do you feel something similar? It, it's kind of being back in the uh, the season one year uh, where we had like the actual scripted episodes, but then there's just like the half hour off the cuff stuff. That's what the end of each season gets to feel like now is this, hey, we're making stuff. We're just kind of going with what's on the top of our heads. Um, and, and that's the show. That's the show. Yeah. <laughs> There, there was a time, believe it or not, which we we kind of mm-hmm. talked about this, I think, in like in the in the season two uh, finale. But it was like in in season one, near the end of it, like we were when you say scripting, mm-hmm. you mean like we yes. were outlining mm-hmm. things for a good good amount of time, you know. And uh, it got to a point where you and I are both kind of getting burnt out near the end, and admittedly, but when we were talking about unscripted, it was like yeah, we just weren't writing for the episodes anymore. We were picking stuff that we were knowledgeable about, but we didn't have all of the other data that was kind of no. There. I think we, we kind of reserved that for when we have guests on. Like, you know, we've got someone coming on. Maybe give them a heads up on uh, <laughs> what to expect. But the rest of it, we got this. It's fine. Mm-hmm. That is true. Caveat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we did it still. We still wrote episodes based on the interviews. But that first season, though, thinking back to it, we actually had almost all of the interviews banked mm-hmm. like almost like it was almost like what two months before the yeah. end of the season it, it was so like we were just kind of slotting mm-hmm. that into like the original stuff like and just kind of building it around that it was yeah if i remember nuts. right didn't we have like basically enough guests where we're like you know what we kind of just could make an end of the year gauntlet of just guest episodes and uh, we can we can take it easy <laughs> as far as content from there uh so how far we've come <laughs> since then. Mm-hmm. It's, it's true. We, well, the thing is, we, okay. So for, for those of you who have been listening to us for the last three mm-hmm. years now, which is crazy to even think, uh, we did end up having like a creator spotlight at the end of season one, which was a little bit different than some of our other you know guests that mm-hmm. we've had, because we did feature some folks that I'm pretty sure a lot of people probably didn't know, but they were, people that were connected to works and things that we found yeah. interesting. So, mm-hmm. you know, slight, slightly different uh, yeah. dynamic. And, and 50% of the posts <laughs> have gone on to meet 25% of those creator spotlight people in real life. So we've also got that going for that's, us. <laughs> that's very true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what? And that's the thing we did. Okay. So in season two, we actually interviewed Carlos mm-hmm. Farrow. For those of you who remember from Gears of War, uh, he's the uh, Dominic Santiago actor, mocap actor, all that. We were trying to actually meet him this year, mm-hmm. and and Joe and I were trying to make this it close. work. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and then suddenly, like an entire three day convention gets canceled the night before it kicks off, and we're just like, "Oh my I god, how does that mm-hmm. happen?" Did, did by the way, did you ever figure out what happened? Like, anime pops up just just popped off or popped out out of nowhere. It, 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And anime pops up literally acted like dark matter and just dissipated. Mm-hmm. And we don't know how it yep. got there in the first place. And we don't know why mm-hmm. it dissipated. So yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was a little unfortunate, but, <laughs> but mm-hmm. either way it's, it is great. Honestly, I, I, I know a lot of podcasts out there don't do a break like we do. And I, I personally feel like it is a, for us, it's a mental health struggle half the mm-hmm. time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I mean, look, I feel like this year was a little bit different than the last mm-hmm. two because we were actually generating a good amount of content on a fairly consistent mm-hmm. basis to where we were actually ahead almost like three or four weeks, most of yeah. the season. And the only thing that kind of got in the way a little bit here was that we were trying to ensure that our guests were synced up with the release mm-hmm. schedule that we were trying to work. And, and so that was really the yeah. only thing was trying to coordinate that and, and make Pretty sure much. we, I think both of us had so. a few, had a few like traveling plans that, that popped up in the middle here and there that would kind of set things back, yes. but then we could quickly get back on schedule. Not to mention if you haven't noticed and judging by the numbers, a lot of you actually have, Mark's been shooting out a ton of short contents, uh, short content on both TikTok and YouTube. So that has kept, you know, half the podcasters incredibly busy throughout the uh, recording season. So now that we can uh, take some time off from having this part of our lives and taking a break (laughs) makes it so that we can come back rejuvenated for a quality fourth season. Um, as the, we, we like to feel like we've done every season by taking a month off that we've improved and we have made changes for the better each time we've come back. I love how you say a month, because I think the first season we took about two yeah. and a half months off <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and in that time we still interviewed, I think, or had conversations with like three or mm-hmm. four people to kind of front loads. Yes. <laughs> That's the next mm-hmm. season. But then, then last year though, we ended up taking, I felt like was closer to like maybe three okay. and a half. So like a, like a uh, summer vacation in the middle so, of winter is what we do. We, uh, we need time. We pretty, yeah, <laughs> we, we pretty much ensure mm-hmm. that a sabbatical keeps this show yes. going. Otherwise, if we didn't have it, I guarantee you, uh, it, 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 it just gets to a point mm-hmm. where you're trying to, you, you want to create something entertaining, yep. but you, it's not worth risking your, your own health no. for it. And, and that's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you you and I came to that understanding almost without talking yes. about like it. Like we, we we need time away. <laughs> Otherwise, this show is going to be. Hey, you want to talk about video games? No, why not? Okay, <laughs> like that would have been the show. It would have been done. <laughs> mm-hmm. Maybe that's what we're missing. You know, maybe <laughs> maybe we're too we're, we're too agreeable, Joe. That's the issue. We're too agreeable. You get along too well. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 we just got to start disagreeing with <laughs> that that joe guy that joe uh, guy he 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 tries way too hard <laughs> frankly frankly kind of a oh loser okay i'm just gonna mm-hmm. say it i'm gonna say it Every, everyone's thinking yeah. it everyone's when you start doing it. like no, a, like a solid like espn Stephen a smith versus um oh why am i forgetting his name Anyone, any, really anyone. Any, ran, any, any random, random person. Any random fucking yeah. other season. It's just, they're just yelling at each other back and forth. That's going to be season four platform. We just get mad at each other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I do feel like since we started this thing, mm-hmm. we do have moments where um, maybe we don't fully agree on something, mm-hmm. but we don't, we don't ever truly reach disagreement 
except in the case of uh <laughs> like season one's inception oh yeah that, that, that was like <laughs> that, that was the only time where like we stopped hitting the record button and you're like Oh yeah, I didn't really like Inception. Why the fuck are we talking about it? Like, what? <laughs> oh my god! Like, yep. Like, we 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 literally spoke to one of the actors from this movie, and you're telling me you don't want to, you don't like no. to watch it? Like, what the <laughs> hell is wrong At one point, we had to stop recording even before that because you and Chelsea were bringing up a scene for the movie, and I'm just like, I don't fucking remember that scene at all. I checked out. And I lost like oh, a yeah, quarter yeah. of this movie. So I just said, yeah, <sighs> yeah, that was the thing. It happened. And <laughs> that was like yeah. the closest oh, yeah. we've ever gotten to being like, why the fuck? What's going on here? What are we doing? If there was, if there was a narrator, it would have been like, it was in that moment that Mark realized that Joe did not like <laughs> the movie. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm beside myself. I'm like, <laughs> so from, from that mm -hmm. point on though, we learned something. Yeah. Okay. Like we, I, I feel like we, we, <laughs> We figured something out. Um, but one thing that we did figure out without really having to go through that was this concept of kind of going against the grain of what a lot of other podcasters do. And I feel like a lot of podcasters will come together, buy into that that uh, belief that if you guest on other shows and you network and do a ton of that, that you're going to grow just because you're exposed to other audiences. Well, we kind of took the opposite mm -hmm. approach after season yeah. one because uh we kind of did this thing where we're like hey if we're going to inv invite guests onto the show and talk about pop culture we need to share it with our yeah. friends and and the pe and the people we, we mm -hmm. want to be around and and i feel like that changed things for us man like it, it oh oh yeah 100 percent. like we started focusing on almost kind of like this like late night show mentality where it's like hey like, don't necessarily necessarily about like meeting. Like, maybe that's not the right idea. Don't make. Don't worry about making good content. Just have fun with your guests. And we kind of went in the middle. It's like, how about we talk about something we like with people we already kind of know and would enjoy talking with those things about. And I think like this season, uh, while it happened several times, I think it really, really rang true when we did the Resident Evil episode with the Daily Dad. Uh, because that was oh, yes. just hands down one of my favorite episodes from the season. It was just solid conversation yeah. from start to uh, start to finish. You could have sworn that if for some reason people thought we were brothers, he was the lost triplet with how well things just kind of. Yeah. <laughs> God, is that mm -hmm. right, dude? Uh, I, I, I've got to give Nick so much credit from the Daily Dad because it, when when I first started watching him and his stream and like going in there, it was oddly enough because of Noah Watts, who had, he, mm -hmm. I was watching his Twitch, which unfortunately he's not doing mm -hmm. anymore. Um, but he actually did a raid where we actually went from his channel over to Nick's. And so as soon as that started, uh, I, <laughs> he was playing Dying Light 2. And he had just started mm -hmm. off. And he's like trying to craft stuff and trying to figure out how to, how to win. And I messaged without really introducing myself. I said, Hey dad, can you just look around you? Do you have anything that you can craft to make a rudimentary <laughs> lathe? <laughs> Get off the phone, guy. <laughs> yeah. And from that day on, it was like he he didn't say anything sarcastic. He just went, "I know exactly what you're doing and I love it." He's like, "That's fantastic." Yes. Welcome. Uh, and, and thus so, the friendship with Kevin began. Yeah. 
Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Accidentally calling him Kevin <laughs> one time led to calling him that every time. So, but you're, you're dead on though, man. It, it reminds me too of uh, how our, our, our friend, mm-hmm. Chris, Chris Schmidt, who helped us out with some of the transformers content, transformers, gen one, uh, obviously the death of, of Optimus prime, which we, we still don't want to talk about still hurts, but I actually called, uh, I called Chris. Like I, I didn't waste time trying to message me. I called him right away. I said, Hey, uh, Chris, do you, do you want to talk to Joseph Malazzi? And he goes, he's like, he, he's kind of an independent, uh, not, you know, small name, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely make the time. And of course, Chris has got such a dry, drier delivery than I do that I couldn't tell that he was actually like fucking excited as hell. Like he was, he was just so excited. <laughs> um, and, and, and impossibly nervous kind of like with our, you know, our friend Doug Everly last year, when we got to talk to Danny mm-hmm. Woodburn, it was like, it was that same, that same mentality. Um, so like that kind of stuff, dude, I kind of, I feel like I live for that. It's almost, uh, it's almost just as exciting to be able to invite people. Oh, absolutely. To do this mm-hmm. stuff with us. Yeah. Cause you know, like we, we've talked about how part of what we do love about the con uh, the, the podcast is that we get this opportunity to meet people that we would normally want to see at like a convention and that we get to basically, um, I don't want to say they like skip the line, but we get the opportunity to meet some of these people in like basically an environment where we are far more comfortable and we get to be ourselves because like, I definitely know, um, like trying to meet people, uh, in, in person, uh, Erica, Erica Durance, uh, Durance, um, like words just completely <laughs> fail. And it's like, what do I say? What do I do? Oh, I accidentally ran into you like twice and I'm very, very confused in how to interact with you socially. Um, we get to skip all of that weirdness and talk to people we like to in an area we're comfortable and they're comfortable. And it just becomes way more fun. We get to talk to someone for, you know, like an hour as opposed to 10 seconds as you're trying to get a picture with them. So yeah. one, one person that I, I will always, always cherish me to talk to from the season is Sally Poe herself, Samantha Ferris. And how we got to completely hang out with her and completely nerd out with her over all the stuff she's done and how she was even surprised. Like, oh, my God, you remember Sally Poe? I'm like, of course I remember Sally Poe. Like, this is incredible. <laughs> so being able to talk to her and really just like hear like where she is in her life and like where she is in her career and how it's not where a lot of people would be happy, but she is fucking more than happy and thrilled to be where she is, where she's not worried about the work anymore. And she's focused on something else. that's a passion and she's never above working anything to make ends meet. Uh, just phenomenally cool person, uh, Samantha Ferris. Mm-hmm. I, I think the conversation with Sam was a, a testament to this concept that I've kind of brought in personally when, when we talk to people, which is I'm not here to, ask you the same thing you've been asked 50 times. You know, what I, what I want to do is learn from you. I, I want to learn about whether it's uh, your, your life before acting or your life before making video games, whatever, you know, I, I want to understand, you know, more about who that person was and, and who that person is through that journey. And, and so her talking about that stuff, uh, as well as her social media that I've been following for, for years now, 
it's it's incredible to see just how how much balance that she brings like when when you can see all this ridiculous stuff that's out there on social media every mm-hmm. day you know i i started following her because i was a fan of work she had done but then as i was following her i realized oh my god the stuff you're putting out that has nothing to do with your career is powerful it's it's stuff yeah. i want to I, I see that and i go you know i was feeling kind of bad today I saw that and I went, holy shit, Sam, thank you. <laughs> so that mm-hmm. that's the kind of stuff that like you, you can't plan for it. You can't script no. it. But when you hear mm-hmm. it though, you're like, holy shit, like that's, that's really powerful stuff. And I'm, I'm happy she shared it. And I'm also happy with just how, like you've mentioned how unapologetic mm-hmm. she is about almost every aspect of her <laughs> life. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's like, it, it's like the physical manifestation of Jane Cobb wearing that hand knitted yes mom mm-hmm. you know it's like someone walking down the street like that is not afraid oh, of anything God, yeah and it's 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 one of those things where like you wish like you could you, you hope we can have her back and like all right here's the deal we're gonna talk about you and your life and there is a required three drink minimum to the conversation samantha ferris <laughs> so we can just really really have a good time mm-hmm. oh yeah speaking of good ah. times I, I i feel like we'd be just doing a disservice to Mitchell Whitfield that we yes. didn't talk about mm-hmm. how how there there are times here when you meet a, a, an actor whoever celebrity mm-hmm. public figure and you find out just how nerdy they are <laughs> now if you remember Joe in in season one we were trying to like suss this out mm-hmm. of everybody like going hey we're we're a podcast that talks about nerdy things what makes yeah. you nerdy and mm-hmm. we're trying to be all all poetic with it. But we kind of got away from that. Mm-hmm. And then Mitchell Whitfield's like, oh, hold on. In terms of nerdiness, guys, I've got like a 14-inch salmon here. We're going to talk about it, okay? <laughs> and mm-hmm. and, and I, I knew some of this from his Instagram. He posts so much mm-hmm. great tabletop content. He's, he talked about how he has an attic full of just board games and all kinds of stuff. So I knew some of it. But like even then, getting to talk about it with mm-hmm. him. Uh, it's, it had that same effect that you were talking about with Nick, you know, it just, it felt like the three of us were dudes that had been playing games together for like Mm -hmm. 20 years. And I think part of like the, like the, like the, I guess the charm and the fun of, of, of having someone on your podcast and having them be able to just like, again, kind of let loose a little bit, feel relaxed and not have it be like, oh yeah, it's gonna be 20 questions with these guys. I, I, what I usually get at cons or something else is that when they feel comfortable and they have fun, they're more likely to come back a season down the road because we had not one, but two Noahs come back for more this season. Two, mm-hmm. two, two Noahs, two, two furious. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh. now now hold on hold on a second though i feel like one of those was like truly by design because when we first met noah Mm -hmm. falstein who is he was one of the first lucas arts employees and uh he created probably two of the best or the most revered indiana jones Mm -hmm. adaptations ever for the the pcs back in the 90s well i should say late 80s early 90s um we had issues with with riverside When he, when he joined us and we lost so much time and he was trying to figure out how to sign mm-hmm. in and, and we, and he, and he had, he had a great time in that, that truncated window, but he was going, guys, you asked me stuff. No one has ever asked me in 40 years of video game development. He's like, 
I, I, I will, I would gladly come back. <laughs> and, and so we, we knew that Noah mm -hmm. Falstein was going to be another, uh, another fun time. And, uh, it, it, he travels yeah. so much for, for game conferences. Mm -hmm. It was like, I, I, I gotta figure out when we're available and mm -hmm. when he is. And it just happened to work out that we could get him as like our last guest and final episode yeah. of the year. I mean, not to mention, he will take cool. any excuse to go to Paris. Like, it doesn't matter. He'll be like, <laughs> yeah. hey, look at that. I have a coupon that's about to expire at a, a little cafe. I gotta go. Gotta go. I can't, I'm yeah. not gonna get this money back. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a two that, for one espresso, but I, I'm, not, I, I'm not gonna lose it. Mm -hmm. I forgot that I didn't release uh, one of the factoids that we typically mm -hmm. do for our episodes. And it was uh, how many times he went to Paris and it was going to oh, show, mm -hmm. uh, it, it was going to show, you know, Alfred and then him in the factoid looking mm -hmm. at each other across the table at the end of, you know, the dark Knight rises. Uh, and I just didn't complete it. Cause I couldn't, uh, I, I just couldn't get mm -hmm. back to it. And I kept forgetting. I'm like, Oh, I gotta do this. Cause I thought that would be absolutely hilarious. We, we built that imagery. In yes. The mm -hmm. <laughs> so, so it's just like, Oh my mm -hmm. God. Uh, it's going to happen. I'll yeah. put it out there. Yeah, we'll it'll, get it'll there eventually. There. Um, which, of course, you know, I could not have been more excited when uh, Noah Watts said he was coming back. Um, I know when it came to, like, season one, season two, uh, both of us had guests that we were just, like, basically fumbling over our words. We had we had sweats at night uh, before, the, uh, before they came on. And we were just wrecks over certain people. And for me... Uh, Noah Watts was one of them. Uh, him playing one of my favorite video game characters of all time. Uh, his music being phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal. Uh, just I was I was nervous and I was beside myself. And I feel like I barely like made it off of that nervous energy the first time around. But this time, <laughs> when he's got to come in and have fun with us talking about a movie that all of us connected to and absolutely loved growing up, that it was just one of the best times I think I've ever had on this podcast. Yeah, I, mm -hmm. I could feel it, man. It was, it, 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 it was different because it, so I, I've told you this, but I've never said it on the show that, that, that I've had a kind of like a list of things that I wanted to accomplish. And some of that stuff was subscribers. Mm -hmm. Some of it's like downloads, views, all that stuff. And that, and that stuff all just kind of melts away oh, yeah. after a while. But the one, the one thing though, that I always had on that board was, we need to get somebody back and talk about something that's not just purely mm -hmm. an interview and, and actually have fun where it's like, we have fun with, oh, with yeah. conversations. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. But it, but it was the idea of like bringing somebody back and then not just having it be a Q and a mm -hmm. and, and that, and that, that whole chat about Indiana Jones and the last crusade was, it was a thing that I pitched him. I pitched him this about, you know, two months after we talked to him in mm -hmm. season two. And, and he was like, that's something I would love to do. Just let me know. I'm going to get pretty busy here, but you know, keep me, keep me in mind. And it just, and once again, it was one yeah. of those timing things. Mm -hmm. It worked out this year. And so, uh, seriously, it's, mm -hmm. <laughs> that was one of my favorite episodes too, because he starts talking about his mm -hmm. dad, his relationship with his father, what's going on in the movie. I'm sitting there going like, that's like the same thing I went through, dude. Holy shit. I, <laughs> and then I can see you on the other side. You're like, like it's, yes. It's, that's us. the thing. Is we, we had that fast and furious moment where just, it's, it's about family. It's, it's just weird. Yeah. yeah. It's about, and it, it just, it does all so hard. Like, yeah, like there is something about Dr. Jones that just reminds 
every single person about their dad, even if obviously like they're not all like biblical scholars who speak 10 languages um, and make us repeat our, what, I think, what was it? ABCs, but in Greek. Um, no, it was, it was, it was counting. Counting 20. 20. Yes. But yeah. And then, and then he starts doing it and then he goes, Greek. Greek. Oh, Greek. <laughs> oh, right. But yeah. we've all had these moments where family kind of drives us crazy, but at the end we, we can't help but love them. And that's, one of the bigger things that happens in this movie. So it was just really, really yeah. nice to see all three of us go through that at the same time. But do you see the irony though, in talking about fathers here and how we literally talked to Noah Watts father in Assassin's <laughs> Creed three with, with Adrian Huff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I feel like we had this, like this running joke that none of us talk about how it's like, if you're part of Assassin's Creed mm -hmm. three, we will talk to you. Just, just, <laughs> we'll get just you. answer the, mm -hmm. answer the phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want to, hey, yeah. it's Kitty to Horn. You're We're coming. We'll find you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, like best boy grip in, the, uh, in all of the motion capture. Yeah. It's going to happen. Yeah. You just, mm -hmm. you, you, you be just, ready. We're gonna best boy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 which, which, once again, dude, stuff you can't script. When it comes to Adrian Huff, another creator public figure that i've been following for for years now even before the podcast I, I was following him on stuff and so like watching his humanitarian and like environmental efforts mm -hmm. and just how passionate he is about that um that was something that obviously you never would have known if you just played the video yeah. games right um but then when you start to look at other things he's done i mean he's a freaking x-men for christ's sake he was a nightcrawler in the animated mm -hmm. series he's gonna he's gonna be back again when the 97 series revives and all that um, and, and just, just seeing that collective like journey of his was, was awesome yeah. because mm -hmm. he, he goes over to the UK, he's, he's getting good at accents <laughs> and that opens the door mm -hmm. and God, I mean, how, how atypical a journey have you, you know, has he had that, you, that how many other people can say they've yeah, done Yeah. I, I was still shocked that he's not actually British. I'm still not over that. I just assumed <laughs> he did it so well. <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 the, this is something I do love seeing people do, um, which reminds me of when we talk to, uh, uh, uh some, some guests when they actually say the lines that they've said before, because typically we're not just going, Hey, say the lines. Oh line. God. Yeah. Um, but he, he did it without us actually having to ask him, which was like Hatham's final line in Assassin's mm -hmm. Creed three. Where, where, where he says, he's like, I'm, I'm proud of you. Should've, should've yeah. Killed you. Yeah. He, like he starts like listing off yeah. qualities that he admires about Connor and then says, should have killed you years ago. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. When he, when he said that, I was just like, I mean, Oh my God, he said the line. line. He said the line. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was, it was beautiful. For me, that was like one of those top five moments, like when Ellen McLean and, and her and I were quoting uh, GLaDOS mm -hmm. last season. Yeah, that that's that's the kind of stuff where like you're just so giddy, you're fangirling <laughs> to the extreme. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I and I was doing that almost all of the interview conversation with with Adrian because he he seamlessly goes in and out of yeah. accents. It's it's effortless for him. I, I just couldn't. Yeah, it's it. it was it was definitely something to be just completely in awe of of how he can just slide like it's like some sort of weird soundbar setting inside of his head. It's just there's normal. Then there's English and German and then random Eastern European. 
he'll just hit everything, no matter what you want it to be. I, which, to be honest with you, I feel like that's that's almost uh, on par with just the range that Eric Todd Dellums mm-hmm. has. That we also talked to, prolific voice actor. It, I mean, it, his range is something that I feel like a lot of people may not be fully intimate mm-hmm. with, because you know we, we've talked to a lot of creators who are fairly consistent names on the uh the cons market mm-hmm. right like they're they're usually in front of a lot of these cons and uh I, I know that eric todd dellums did a good amount of them back in like the heyday of fallout 3 i i don't know if he travels as much these days uh because of some mm-hmm. health issues but uh when i was looking at the stuff that i already knew him for and then sort of digging into some of the other things that i had maybe not have been as intimate with um good god does that man have range <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm Oh God! And, and to to hear to hear him uh, chat like Arvos in front of us, Joe, I, Dom, and I, my son, we've been watching the Dragon Prince that he's he's featured on, and every time Arvos is on the screen, you you just kind of stop talking. You're like, this man's voice is so sultry. I dare not interrupt <laughs> it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I, I, but but it's the truth. I mean, God, Eric's voice is so just defined and unique. And it's something that you, you can't mimic. Trust me. I've tried. I've been in front of the mirror. Joe. It just doesn't work. And Mark's been good at throwing his voice around. He knows what to do there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, it's some of my best work in the bathroom. Joe. Seriously. <laughs> oh my God. Well, I mean, looking back on this season, uh, while our guests uh, of, 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 of fame, have been some of definitely the highlights of it. Uh, I would have to say that part of it also what makes this great is that when we have just returning friends to the podcast, which we did talk on a little bit when, when Chris came back, but of course, like we've got other friends of the podcast going back. We of course have your brother, Nate, who comes back every once in a while. We've got Doug Eberly, our, our resident Seinfeld expert uh, from New York pops in here and there. And of course, Former guest of the show, Chelsea, gets to come back and hang out with us. So when we got to get together and talk about the good times that were Little Big Planet, like Mark, that was just one of the oh. one of the finer reminiscing pure, uh, like sessions I think we've had. It, it was like uh, it, it was one of those moments where, for one, it was great nostalgia because mm-hmm. of the game great nostalgia because we got to relive some of that like season one magic when she was helping you know Mm co-host with us and it it was just pure fun for me because yes that's an episode that we still you know prep for and all that but it it was a a retro review where we brought a guest along and we hadn't done that all of last Mm -hmm. year we we kicked off this season by having doug everly help us review the stick of truth which was kind of like a precursor to this Mm -hmm. right and and so just that idea of having people help review games with us was was really fun. And having, obviously, Chelsea help us with that was, was fantastic. And, uh, of course, her joining us for the games that made us second edition <laughs> truly felt like a family affair mm-hmm. because, you know, that that was like the 100th episode of the show. And that those the games that made us, the, the, we've only done it two mm-hmm. times because we don't want to yeah. overdo it. But But the two times that we've done it, we're getting personal stories from people. Uh, Nate was like giving me the whole emotional rundown of, uh, <laughs> of me beating him in WrestleMania 2000. Oh, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean that, that kind of stuff uh, mm-hmm. we don't really talk about, even though we, those are core memories yeah. for us. And 
that platform, man. Completely. Holy shit. It brings it out. It and and hearing out. Nate's story about was it was it Def Jam? Was that the game that was basically just reskinned WrestleMania five? Yeah. One hundred percent. And so just hearing like that experience of him being at, was like a, like a like an intro party to the it's game, a pop-up, a pop-up thing. Yeah. Everyone's like, yeah, yeah, exciting new game King comes out there. And you just imagine just Nate walking up and be like, huh, I've seen this before. Just gets up there and just destroys yeah. the thing. Oh, you're a natural. No, this is just a reskin like WrestleMania 5. Yeah. It's like, oh, he knows. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like like the entirety of mm-hmm. WrestleMania 2000 was was basically the upload to the Matrix where we know Kung yes. Fu. Mm-hmm. And suddenly we just we just hop into Def Jim Vendetta and we're experts. We knew everything <laughs> about it. And I mean, mm-hmm. Joe, not even joking about that. When when that game came out, Def Jam, not a whole lot of people knew about it. Barely anybody bought it. And uh, I got no I played one tournament mm-hmm. for it. And people were like going, dude, this isn't fair. This guy can counter any single move. He knows exactly what he knows what I'm gonna do before I do it. And I went, guys, you have to understand. I haven't just played this game on the hardest <laughs> difficulty for hundreds of hours. Mm-hmm. I've also played the game that it was based off of for more than that. <laughs> and yes, yes, I do know what you're going to do. It's not worth your time to play. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mo- most people playing Mario Kart that are from our generation can dominate people, mm-hmm. Joe. And, and that's fairly consistent. I can't dominate in Mario Kart, but I can dominate in, in those yes. games. Def Jam mm-hmm. Vendetta, WrestleMania 2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're going down. <laughs> I don't care. Just, just. It's it's, yeah. it's like mm-hmm. Joe Dirt, man. Just go outside, practice falling down for a few minutes, and I'll be out there. We'll be <laughs> good. Know, what Mark's trying to say is, Hey, Brick Joe, you're going nowhere. I got you for three minutes. Three minutes of play time. I I, I got to say this, though, because we, we always go down uh, Celebrity Row, basically, mm-hmm. when we get to these reviews. Um, and, and obviously, there's two people that I we got to call out, because one... Jason Page, the voice of a generation, singer of the original Pokemon mm-hmm. anime theme from season one. Uh, for for one, great yes. dude, mm-hmm. absolutely great dude. And and uh, I was actually kind of, um, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but I really wished I had known so much of his work because mm-hmm. I I knew I knew a good yes. amount of it. Mm-hmm. But then suddenly he starts he starts singing jingles, and I go, Oh shit! That was oh my him. god. <laughs> that was- that was you. Oh my God. And he kept doing mm-hmm. it. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's another one. And I'm like, this guy has been in my life for much more than I realized. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, kind of, that was kind of the fun of it though, is that when you figure out so much more about someone as you're getting to talk to them and that maybe it's not something you can easily and quickly find on their net when, when preparing for these. So I, I think that was kind of the fun of that interview with Jason page is that, hopefully you were kind of doing the same thing we were doing as you watched the interview. And that is we're all learning at the same time, just how much he's been a part of. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude, it was t- totally. And, and to that point, cause we've just been somehow pivoting off of one yeah. thing to the next really mm-hmm. easy here. <laughs> uh, th- and that's the last point I want to make with Mr. Sean mm-hmm. Callahan, who once again, a-, a guest that we brought some friends along, Nate came because we- Nate and I have been playing, rocket jockey since we were teenagers early teens obviously most of us mm-hmm. have played the oregon trail uh at some point in our lives and sean callahan is a name that i guarantee you most people don't know but holy shit has he been involved in some of the biggest games that have influenced at least nate and i mm-hmm. and if you haven't played the oregon trail i have to ask you what you're doing yeah, in school. Shit, you're not even learning but <laughs> no, yeah. 
You're not learning about dysentery. No, You're not going to no. be any use in the private sector. No, you Come can't on. wipe out an entire yeah. like, flag, like 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 Montana's worth of buffalo. You're not even worth our time. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. hell no. Which for me, that was one of those connections that I I never thought I was going to get to mm-hmm. make. And the fact that like Sean Callahan and Noah Falstein, these are two people that have really impacted my gaming years. And they're, they're people that I could never really talk about with anybody else outside of my mm-hmm. brothers. And the part of this that I'll, I'll consider a high for the season is that thousands of people have shown up to listen to those conversations. And, and uh, Sean and I were talking about this after the interview and, and, you know, talking about the, uh, the thank you gifts that we send mm-hmm. out, which are usually always well received. And, uh, he was just sitting there going, he's like, I'm, I'm floored by how many people are checking this out. And I go, I go, Hey, you know, I, I think you may not realize just how many people this has touched. Seriously. You made these games, dude. We mm-hmm. didn't, we're, we're just, we're just helping celebrate them. And so when he was telling me about that, I'm like, dude, you made a great fucking game. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's, that's why we're yeah. talking about it, man. Like it's a great game. So it was, it was really cool to, for one, just reach, reach across the aisle and go, dude, I played your game for hundreds of hours and, and I, I just want to say mm-hmm. thank you. And, and so that was a really fun opportunity to do that. Um, so either way, I, I'm always going to be thankful to get to meet people that have crafted these experiences that we've been a part of. Um, but Joe, one thing I do want to ask you, we talked mm-hmm. about highs. I feel like we've had some moments across the last several years where it, 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 we're not calling our first season retro by any means, <laughs> but mm-hmm. it it does seem like we kind of weave in and out of like this, this motion of like, this feels like the show yeah. again, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it's, it's not like we're ever getting away mm-hmm. from anything, but it's like, you can just feel like maybe our mojo wasn't yeah. quite there. And I, I do feel like I have an episode where I think we, we caught some of that mojo again, but I, I want to ask you if you have like a, an episode where you thought we were like at peak performance here. Peak performance. Um, like resident evil is always going to stand out as, as one that I think we, we really peaked on because of just how good the conversation was with both us and our guest. Um, but one that you you probably would not expect out of this is definitely the episode this season that I think was closest to ever making you quit. And that's when we watched Godzilla um, from 1997, oh, uh, 98. Uh, <laughs> it's just because this was definitely, it wasn't a good movie. I went going into this, I'm like, this isn't a good movie, but there's a good chance Mark hasn't seen it. And it's Godzilla. Let's just give it a try. <laughs> and uh, despite how bad it was, fun time all around. I, for one, I, I got to say, you have to warn a person. Seriously, you, you have to warn a person, Joe. <laughs> that's, that, that's what you've got to do with Godzilla 1998. If you are talking to someone who has never seen this film, you must warn them about what's what's about to happen it is that yeah bad. yeah i should have said something it's horrific mm-hmm. yeah it's it was really bad <laughs> i mean i i sat there uh i i actually had to rewind mm-hmm. about 20 25 minutes of it because i was watching it and then was so bored by it 
that I focused on something else for a few minutes. And then I realized just how much time had passed. Mm -hmm. And I went, ah, oh, shit, I got to go back. <laughs> so I rewound. I, 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 I rewound the movie. And I'm like, oh my God, this is actually as bad as I thought it was. I wasn't just mm -hmm. imagining it. This is really shit. Yep. Fuck. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Try to get through this. And uh, I finally did. But I, I got to say for, for me, Joe, the moment of this season that was like peak performance mm -hmm. for us, was easily to catch a predator. It it was it was one of those weird moments where like we knew it was very serious mm -hmm. subject matter, but at the same time we were trying to keep it somewhat light, pointing out some of the things that mm -hmm. maybe weren't you know full eh, fully like uh, I don't know maybe some of the issues. Looking at the criticisms of that show. And not just being like, oh yeah, this was so no, good. Oh, this oh, is so, so good. good comments. Yeah, no, yeah. it was. It yeah. was like again, it was. It was probably the closest we've had to like polarizing content over how like yeah. like basically this show is capturing a train wreck, multiple train wrecks every single week for us to see, and everyone just keeps looking at it. Like no, we can't look at it. We can't look away from it until inevitably the worst possible, one of the worst possible things that could happen happens on the show. And what do we read? What do we do with it? We just rebrand it and try it again. Uh, and, and, and that's what happens like two more times with uh, Chris Hansen, Hansen, and he just keeps yeah. doing it, still doing it, I believe uh, with, uh, yeah, Salute. with uh, Hansen versus Predator. True, oh, True Blue. Yeah. Hansen versus Predator was the second, second go at it. And yeah. So now we're, now we're there. Yeah, he's, well, yeah, I, and mm -hmm. that's the thing, dude. That that show's gone through so many iterations now that I can't even remember what that last name is. Um, but you know, fortunately for us, we haven't changed the nope. name of the show in in three years. So, <laughs> so hopefully, still hopefully still mm -hmm. easy to find out what we're doing. But you know, I I think that as far as this this show goes, I'm not trying to do like an editorial at the end or anything. But I, I will say that this this season of the show definitely felt the most challenging, and and not in bad mm -hmm. ways, but it, like you, like you mentioned quite a bit ago, about a year ago, um, we started venturing into short form mm -hmm. content and adding stuff to the show and, and to really the, the, I don't know, just our, our overall, uh, online presence and making it into something that's not just a podcast. Yeah. You know, if you, if you stop in and you take a look at what we're doing, you're going to find more stuff this past mm -hmm. year than you've ever found in the years before. And so there, there's definitely more of a conversation that's, that's kind of brooding there. And if anything, that's what I think I'm thankful mm -hmm. for is, is that this show and this, this whole thing we've been doing is starting to grow talents in the both of us that we didn't know were there. And we had no idea when we started mm -hmm. this thing three years ago that we would be going down this path. So I, I got to say, like, that's, that's some of the stuff that has nothing to really do with podcasting. Yeah. It, it just has to do with kind of testing yourself and seeing what you're capable of. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, something to look forward to in this next season is um, like you have found, we, we do change the format up each season where we're, we're, we're kind of honing what's going on here with the podcast. We're, we're creating other content because like the, the urge and the need to try something different and not do the same thing like every year and every season hits both of us because I think if we tried just doing season one over again and over again, I, I, we wouldn't, we would not be here. We would, we'd be like, Nope, Nope. We're, we're, we're burning out. Cause we're doing, um, 
two to four recordings a week and it's 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 just too much and it's the kind of the same thing two to four times a week so by varying it up you are getting you know obviously more content uh because we're switching up we're trying different things but also it's not us recording for 15 minutes to an hour and then editing for an additional hour to an hour and a half depending on um anything that goes on in that uh that hour that we had before uh but it's like yeah we'll spend some time writing a little bit finding some um some stuff online putting it together and putting it a short and while that has mostly been mark uh next season we we may be both doing more things like that we don't know uh we're we're you know again like i said kind of making this up as we go along recapture some of that season two mm-hmm. mojo from the uh the pop culture legends yes. era mm-hmm. that you know that, that i'm still very proud of but when you go back to it and you listen to it you're like you know what i can definitely tell we were still learning to fly yes. a little bit mm-hmm. and uh <laughs> and it was it's not a bad mm-hmm. thing it, it, it was still i love that mini series people are still finding it by yeah. the way uh mm-hmm. and, and and so that that's still really cool mm-hmm. but like it, yes it's this idea that yes we are we are changing mm-hmm. And uh, when you when you visit like our YouTube page, for example, yeah, you're going to find the seasons of the podcast there, but then you're going to find stuff that we did that has nothing to do mm-hmm. with it. And and that's that's what content creation is about. It's it's about cr- like building a portfolio and, you know, getting a reaction, seeing what people think. And so, yes, Joe, I'm, I'm ready for that challenge of season mm-hmm. four plus whatever else might be in front of us. And, and we'll we'll hit that drawing board. <laughs> but mm-hmm. for now. I think we've earned, we've more than earned some yes. rest, hibernation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I just want to say, season one to now, you and I are both losing some weight here and, and looking the best I think we've looked. In we are peak us. So <laughs> the, the show is not killing it's, it's, us, yeah, everybody. Yeah. Like, we're trying to stay, <laughs> we're trying to stay in good health for y'all. So, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, dude, seriously, I, I know that we did this the last couple of years, but I want to stress it again that. Uh, this show doesn't exist without the mm-hmm. two of us, and and uh, it's it's fantastic to get to do this week over week, and and seriously, like uh, in a lot of ways, when we've talked about friendships before and how people just naturally kind of drift apart and everything, the show for us acts as almost a way to like recenter mm-hmm. the friendship every week, <laughs> and and. It, and, and maybe it's a good thing we're not disagreeing all the time because otherwise yeah, it there'd might be, be no friendship left. <laughs> 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 yeah. But seriously, Joe, like seriously, thank you for being mm-hmm. here, man. And, and uh, it's, it's great to get to do this and it is a privilege, man. Yeah. Seriously. And, and Mark, I bet same thing, man. Like I am, I feel very, very fortunate that we, um, we like, we don't live near each other anymore. We live a good distance away from each other, even though we're in the same state. And like, there are people like in Stevens point who I'm friends with, who I don't see nearly as often as I get to see and hang out with you. <clears throat> and it's, it's, it's because of this podcast, we get to say, Hey, we're going to talk about this week. All right. We'll, 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 we'll get some notes together and we'll, we'll meet and then I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll break it apart. I'll edit it. And it is just a chance to again, keep us going because in between our podcasts, it is mostly like texting back and forth. It's not quite the same as being able to do this. So like the yeah. podcast, like 
it, it's kept going because of how much we get to reconnect and how much we enjoy doing so. And that is not to shortchange how thankful we are that you keep coming back and you're downloading uh, week in and week out. You're, you're watching us on YouTube, you're finding the shorts, whether it's on YouTube or TikTok, and you're doing as much as you can to really keep us going in this because like, like if we, we've said a few times, we don't have sponsors. We don't, we don't make money off of this podcast. It's two friends getting together and making content we, we enjoy. And, you know, if, if no one was listening, we wouldn't be doing it. We, we would be doing we, We'd just be talking yeah. on the phone. Like yeah, we, we do it the old way. We, we talk on the phone about this <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, the old ways. Yeah. The old gods, the new. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you know what, dude? In the, uh, I, I definitely want to thank the people who are interacting with us that sometimes are just saying the most random stuff that I like, never thought mm-hmm. about. And, and and some of the the comments that, that come through, uh, they're not always all like positive. No. By the way, um, sometimes you get a straight comment. But uh, the funny thing is, there was a person that that uh, I was talking with on Facebook the other day when one of the retrospective videos went up. And it was like a purely vitriol laced, angry comment. And I looked at it and just said, you know, I could, I could definitely bark at this person. And instead I just went, why don't we try to get them to explain the comment Mm -hmm. and just go from there. And next thing I know, we're having a conversation just about details and it's nothing personal. Mm -hmm. And at the end of it, the dude follows our page and like, yeah, this mm-hmm. is the internet now. I thought I thought things were different. Mm-hmm. I thought this was. Yeah. Uh, I thought this didn't yeah, what, happen. What, what is this? What is this discourse that we can we can have with each other and not walk away like hating each other? That doesn't happen here. No. That that kind of stuff keeps mm-hmm. you in it, man. It's weird. It has this weird effect. Like it's a someone's coming at you and you're expecting a fight, and then suddenly you're like, wait a second, we're not yeah. fighting at all. I I feel like this person's massaging my <laughs> neck a little, and I'm, I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, so yeah, I, I seriously, and anyone who's interacted with us on any platform, following us, watching, liking all mm-hmm. that stuff, uh, including our podcast friends that are out yes. there too, by the way, I, I know we just talked mm-hmm. about how we, we don't invite a whole lot of other podcasts on there, but there are podcasts that support us and, and those folks we definitely want to thank. And, and, uh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy. I'm yes. tired. But I'm happy. Yeah, same. <laughs> uh, so you know, I think I think where we we need to go before we just get go into a tired rant, which is just a just an outer form of the Midwest goodbye. Um, just again, thank everyone for listening. Uh, to my students who continue to find my podcast, have fun not listening to me swear until at least like March, whenever we get back to this. <laughs> we don't we don't know how long the break's going to be, but we do come back. Um, so thank you all again so much for continuing to listen to the podcast, uh, listen and and find our other content that we're doing. Uh, we we will likely be changing next season, but kind of like how we always change, uh, the podcast will be here. Format could be a little different. Maybe we've got more of there are more shorts and other content to see us elsewhere, but you know, we'll be here in some capacity and hopefully you'll be enjoying it just as much. So until next season, everyone, uh, it's like to say, you know, have a good time, enjoy each other, be good to each other. And as always, until next time, keep on dissecting. Is it true that you might be bald next season and I'll have the thick hair? Hey, if it's the switch we need, it's the switch we do. 
Tchau. <risos>